bringing awareness to your body and opening things up, switching things up, making sure that you're balanced is really important for your long-term health. So Dr. Brianne, tell us about, um, in your book, you talk about zipping up and in yeah. your video. So tell us what your what that means. Well, it's just the most, um, it's just the most important thing <laughs> as far as really using your core muscles effectively when you are doing focused core strengthening exercises and also when you're doing things such as lifting. Um, all of us um, lift things and those of us who are mothers uh, all have had experiences having to lift babies over and over and over again throughout the day sometimes for years <laughs> we're lifting babies and um, something that's really important to do is engaging your core not just to protect your back and that is a piece of it but also to protect your pelvic floor and to prevent that downward pressure that can happen when you're hoisting something up so zipping up involves engaging your core muscles and the core is more than just the abs the abdominal muscles it includes the pelvic floor the abs the back really the hips are in there too and then the breathing diaphragm so you want to zip up which means to pretend like you're putting on a pair of high-waisted jeans like really high-waisted 70s style jeans and you're starting down low at the base of that zipper and that's engaging your pelvic floor. So very gentle lift of the pelvic floor muscles. And then you're pulling gently in and up with your deep abdominals, like you're really zipping on those jeans. And then you wanna make sure that you don't thrust your rib cage forward when you do that. So you wanna button that top button to kind of pull your lower ribs in. Cause the alignment there is actually really important that you wanna have the lower ribs and the front tips of the um, pelvis, the anterior superior iliac spines of the pelvis, uh, in line, as well as the pubic bone. Everything wants to really be in line here. You don't want this to be happening, and you certainly don't want this to be happening. So it's really all about uh, engaging the core muscles from the bottom up and holding it in proper alignment, and that's what the zipping up is all about. I like that visual and also we have this video for our iPod, our podcast listeners on YouTube. Also, yeah. Google us and get us there. Now, that also, this part of zipping up leads to a flatter tummy, a perkier booty. Tell us how. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely. When you're really focusing on that zipping up during your um, focused core strengthening, you don't need to zip up all day long. I want to first clear the air there. This doesn't need to be something you need to be walking around holding all day. But when you're doing your focused core work, it's really important to be targeting the right muscles. And when you're targeting those deep abdominals that go around your waist like a corset, you're going to be doing the, the best work for creating a real flat tummy and when you're not letting your ribs thrust forward then and pulling everything in that's helping to make sure that the correct muscles are being activated when you're doing your focused core work so it, it really does make a difference um, the other key is to again be zipped up and making sure you're using those right muscles when you're doing really traditional exercises such as abdominal crunches and not there are lots of other ab exercises you can do besides abdominal crunches. And I, I give quite a few examples in my book and, and on my videos on YouTube and stuff, but a lot of people still do crunches. So just make sure when you are doing crunches that you're not letting your belly pooch up 
because that happens all the time. I see it and all the time. I've been to so many fitness classes and so many times, unfortunately, have not heard the instructor tell people to pull in as they're crunching and to exhale as they're crunching because that really helps pull in and engage the right muscles. When everything's pooching up, you're, you're basically setting your muscles in the wrong position, in kind of a poochy position. So it's also not good if you have diastasis recti, which is a very common condition where the um, rectus abdominis muscles split. Um, the connective tissue underneath uh, loosens and, and gets uh, there's lack of integrity there. So that's a very common condition, and zipping up can help heal that as well. So there's just lots of reasons to really understand what you're doing when you're doing your core moves. That's just really a huge part of it too is just body awareness, improving your own awareness of what's going on in your core, in your pelvic floor, in your abs, feeling it and getting that brain-body connection so you know what it is that you're doing. You're not just flipping through a bunch of crunches. So yeah, that's an excellent point. I know with that abdominal, different abdominal exercises, different squatting techniques were actually causing an intense amount of measurable pressure on the pelvic floor, which leads to um, prolapse. And we talked about that weakening of the pelvic floor. I want to let our listeners know if you've had prolapse incontinence and certainly weakness, vaginal dryness, et cetera, that there are treatments. I've been, uh, you know, in my medical practice prescribing vaginal hormone therapies and a little bit of hormones can go a long way. So your gynecologist can prescribe pelvic floor D vaginal DHEA or testosterone, even progesterone to help build muscle in the pelvic floor. When you've lost that integrity, you've lost that weakness. Now, if there's fascial damage, it's hard. But with all the incontinence procedures that are being performed and all the consequences and painful consequences after the fact, uh, a little bit of prevention and pre even preoperative therapy with vaginal hormones is it changes the game completely. And in my practice, I remember at one point doing six surgical slings for urinary incontinence in one day. And I started using vaginal hormones and I hadn't had to do you know, maybe one in three years after that. So it makes a huge measurable difference in the pelvic floor. There's hope. So for vaginal dryness, prolapse, incontinence, there's a lot we can do non-surgically that's available. You just have to find someone who knows. And, and in my experience too, with being able to get this out to the masses, right, is, it, you know, the prescribing patterns are, are, are different, difficult finding a physician. So using a vulvar DHA cream that works on the pelvic floor and then can also penetrate the circulation a little bit can also help with that. And with your exercises, it's an excellent combination. So let's, let's give a couple examples or talk a, a, couple, a little bit more about the exercises to help with incontinence and the pelvic floor, floor prolapse. And, and what that feels like for women too, is at the end of the day, you feel heavier in your pelvis than you do at the beginning of the day. And, and many patients come in saying, you know, I just feel like something's falling out or I just have this heaviness, but it's, you know, in questioning, it's mostly towards the end of the day. So we have to look, how are you sitting? How are you standing? How is your posture? What are you doing to consciously rebuild that pelvic floor? So share yes. some techniques. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, you just hit on, you hit on, it's a multi, 
you know, multifaceted approach here. So like you just said, uh, body mechanics are huge. You've got to be doing your exercises correctly and not like just completely not thinking about your pelvic floor and zipping up when you're lifting weights or squatting or that kind of thing. You've got to think about body mechanics when you're lifting, you've got to zip up. You've got to have maintain that proper posture so that you're not tucking your bottom under or, you know, doing something that would put a lot of downward pressure on your pelvic organs. Um, you've got to be having regular bowel movements so you're not pushing every time you have to go to the bathroom, you know, so you're not straining. So you've got to keep yourself regular. But as far as exercise, um, there is just a ton you can do. And um, really, the thing is, a lot of people will think of kegels initially, and kegels are, are good for most many people. <laughs> I'm careful with this, because there are some people for whom kegels are actually not, not okay. Some people have hyperactive, very tense, um, painful pelvic floor muscles is too much. And so they actually need to learn to relax before they can start effectively strengthening the pelvic floor, contracting and relaxing. So I think kegels are, a, I've seen them work wonders when I was in the clinic and with just um, personal interactions, even with myself, they've worked great, but you have to do them right. And so in addition to kegels where you are, um, squeezing and lifting gently your pelvic floor and then fully relaxing. Um, again, those aren't okay for everybody, but exercises that are good for almost everybody include butt exercises. You've got to get your butt going. You've got to get your glutes firing. So you can do a lot of great squats. Again, zipping up your, your core muscles and doing good, you know, regular squats where you're just going down, sitting way back and then coming on up. You can actually do a squat stretch where you're coming all the way down low and just holding a nice deep squat stretch. You can do focused, um, focused glute work like leg lifts and that kind of thing. That's not quite as functional as squats, but it's still a good exercise. Um, you can do, I have a great exercise called the hip activator series where you're actually lying on your back you have your feet together, your knees are bent, your feet are together, you drop your knees apart, you engage your pelvic floor and your core muscles, and you lift your butt off the ground. And you hold it there, so it's kind of like a butterfly position, where your bottom is off the ground, your core is strong and engaged, your spine is long, so your back isn't arching, and you're just holding it there. That's activating the entire core, the inner thighs, which help overflow to activate the pelvic floor, the glutes, the hip rotators, which overflow to, to activate the pelvic floor, the deep abs, all of those great deep core muscles really activate the pelvic floor. It all works together. And so that's a wonderful um, exercise you can do and just holding that for up to two minutes. Um, so you hold, you do your feet together as if you're doing a bridge, right? So as if you're doing a bridge. Mm -hmm. together, and then, let your knees go open and then lift your bottom up contract yes. the pelvic floor and hold it for up to two minutes? Yes, and that's described in my book. I call it the Hip Activator um, Series. It is um, actually something I learned from my yoga teacher. It's, you know, it's all kind of an amalgam of, of things I've learned from here and there and everywhere, some of my own things that are original moves that are original, some are taken from other um, disciplines, other teachers, other, other 
um, people like that. This is one that I learned from my yoga teacher and I thought it was just fantastic. It just activates everything. And it's very safe on the, for the pelvic floor, your hips are elevated. So it's actually kind of pulling every, allowing everything to fall back down into place. Um, I hope this is making sense. The position is sort of a bridge-like position, so everything's going down with gravity toward your, back into where it should be if you have prolapse. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to describe that one. Maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll link to a clip of it, but, um, and just a bridge exercise is wonderful where your hips are lifted off the ground. And again, that utilizes gravity to kind of pull the pelvic organs back into place. If you have prolapse, it's a really comfortable, comfortable position as well. Other than as an exercise, you can just rest your hips on a couple of pillows at the end of the day and let the pelvic organs kind of come back into place and just rest there, not working, not using your glutes or your legs to keep your hips up, just resting with your hips on pillows. And again, that allows everything to just kind of come back into place so the pelvic organs are not pressing down on the pelvic floor. That is a really important concept too, is this hip activation and hip opening exercises because one of the most debilitating things for women and men when we get older are you know, damage to the hip, hip replacements, debilitating, incapacitating, and it's often... I would say, and at the majority of times, a downward spiral. And one of our, as women, um, setups for that hip replacement is continuously crossing our leg. So we have to do the reverse, because here we're taking our, our, our legs, crossing them, rotating our, our um, hip bones and our joints outward. When we need to Again, keep open it, keep that flexibility and keep that limberness you know, consistent through time so that we don't have adhesions in this direction. So all of a sudden you fall, which I fell off my horse yesterday and totally straddled sideways off her. So I'm totally um, recognizing that I'm not doing enough hip opening exercises, but, um, but you know, that, that would, that could definitely something like that type of fall can lead to need for a hip replacement or even a, a broken um, bone for sure. So that's important to understand. So opening and decreasing adhesions as they form in the hip sockets from constantly sitting and crossing our legs inward versus outward. And, yes. and that's an important um, point you bring up that hip activation. Excellent addition to our regimens. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the crossing the legs is actually a really um, important thing that you're bringing up just on kind of a separate but related note, which is just repeatedly doing something in one direction. Usually people cross their legs always on the same side, always crossing the right over the left or vice versa. Um, you know, anytime you're always doing something on one side, it's going to, it's going to jack you up. You know, It's going to make your alignment become off. And so, you know, just really like you're saying, bringing awareness to your body and opening things up switching things up, making sure that you're balanced is really important for your long-term health and just long-term consequences. Yeah. And, and your exercise that you showed us in that deep squat all the way down, even resting up against a wall, right? Just to keep that stretch. Now, should you be pulling up on your pelvic floor, zippering up when you're in that squat? 
gently engaged. It's going to be naturally activated anyway, but it's actually a really nice position to feel the pelvic floor. You can very, really nicely sense the pelvic floor muscles. Practice, I actually have people engaging their pelvic floor and then relaxing their pelvic floor in that position. It's a really nice position to feel because the muscles are on slight stretch, and so you can feel a nice contraction and then a nice release, which is really, again, key since, you know, there is that subset of people and can actually be quite a few people actually carry too much tension in that area. So it's important to really feel that release. Mm, so true. I, yeah. Again, I just, I keep saying it, but it really all comes back to getting to know your body and, and improving body awareness and really understanding what areas of your body feel like the muscles, your anatomy, just how they feel in you and how, what's normal, what's not. So Brianne, give us two exercises for women to do for the pelvic floor again, in summary, um, that we should do every day, three times a week, you know, and a couple key exercises that we should do, especially as we get older. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Um, that's a, okay. I'm going to give you my favorite one. This is definitely an everyday thing for me is hip circles. Hip circles are huge. Hip circles are wonderful. I um, am a huge promoter of hip circles. Essentially what you're gonna do, this is not, not focused on your pelvic floor, but it's really activating all of the muscles in your hips and pelvis, even your low back and your abdominals as well. So that whole lower area of your core. So I know that this podcast, and I think there's some video action too, so not everyone can see me, but um, you do, you basically draw a circle on the floor beneath you with your hips. It's very simple, uh, but it's something that many people don't really ever do. And so it can feel weird, but that's one great reason to do it because it gets you out of that straight plane, linear movement uh, pattern of, you know, walking is wonderful. Walking is probably my other exercise to do every day. Okay. Um, walking is great. It uses all of your muscles. It really activates the glutes. It activates everything in the hips. It's so good for your heart, your entire body, circulation, everything. But it's pretty straight ahead. So between walking, which is a big activity for people, and then sitting, which is a huge activity, unfortunately, for people, <laughs> we're not doing much to kind of get out of that straight ahead linear, you know, uh, movement pattern. So hip circles will have you going around in a big circle. You're tracing a circle on the floor beneath you. You can really use your abdominals, make the circle small and controlled. And then you can also loosen up and just be free and make the circles nice and big, keeping your shoulders fairly still and really just moving the lower part of the body. So the, the hips. So I love hip circles. Personally, I do hip circles every morning. And um, I would say there's something that any, any woman, I have a hard time saying any because blanket statements are difficult to make, especially as medical providers. We don't like to do that, but they're, they're very safe and they're very effective. They also help stimulate digestion, which is huge. So um, yeah, hip circles and walking. I also love squatting. And for, the, for many women, I think that a few kegels are, are good to do a couple, three times a week. Okay, excellent. And I think that's true. Initially, when I was um, in gynecology and working also with pregnant mom, right, I was like, okay, 
you know, give yourself a trigger every time you're at a stop sign or hear the water run, just think about contracting your pelvic floor. But true, like anything, you don't want to do it continuously all day. Intermittent, all our muscles need rest. But you know, if you focus on the activity, I agree, three times a week, like have a focused time. Okay, this is my Kegel time. Um, or I hate to say Kegel, I, pelvic floor exercises. I'm like, I can't give, you know, a <laughs> for our pelvic floor naming an exercise. So pubic coccygeal muscle exercises, pelvic you're zipping up exercises. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. And plus those hip rest circles. And I forgot about those. We definitely have to do those. It's like, dancing. Yeah. add some good music. It's fun. Great way to start the day. And it's kind of sexy. Like it's a little yeah. bit, I mean, men can do this too. Men can, but it's very feminine. It's a very flowing, just a fun, free, movement and I, I just think it feels good and it always brings a smile to my face and just it just starts my day off really nicely. I like that. I like that a lot. That's a great one. And so between our, our hip circles, having good walks and um uh the squatting for the hip and the hip opening, gosh you've given us a lot of great stuff. The hip opening because men have it easy, right? We have to cross our, our cross our legs better maybe to cross our ankles, right? Um, tucked behind us, the feminine seat, but men get to put their, you know, foot across their knee and open up their hips, right? They can sit that way. Not so good for us, but when we get a chance to sit Indian style or cross-legged and, and do this hip opening exercise, I can't emphasize how important that is, especially to protect the hips and improve flexibility and keep those joints beautiful, liquid, and mobile throughout our life. It's huge. Thank you for watching this video. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel here and get those notifications and comment below. Let me know your thoughts, what you loved and what your action step is.